The following podcast has been pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters. Episode 76, live from, well, not live, but you know, currently driving back from Cincinnati. A successful weekend at the Skyline Chili Challenge, four way challenge with extra cheese. And driving back, hitting the work. For the Gotham Soccer League And we're recording Episode 76 Yes, this will be the sports edition But we're going to discuss We're going to throw a twist in there We're going to discuss the races Which is technically sports related But we'll also discuss some family ties Let's talk about some Mexi family issues That need to be addressed Because things came up During my stay with my cousins and things need to be off my chest because just, you know, stuff needs to be elaborated on. But, you know, the races themselves. So, as you know, Friday, it was the, ra- the, the whole challenge is called the Skyline Chili Challenge, four-way challenge with extra cheese. It's called Skyline Chili because it's sponsored by Skyline Chili. And it's technically a four-way challenge because you're technically doing, according to them, four races. The 5K, the 10K, the half, and the full. By finishing the full, you're technically doing the half portion and the full marathon, which is exactly how I like to view marathons. Like that's, That totally agrees with my policy of how I don't understand why my club has a half-fanatics uh, membership Other than to get money from us If every time I go to a state And do a marathon I'm technically doing that half as well But anywho So It it was with extra cheese So I paid a little bit more for it Because they add the one miler On Friday I technically could have done A Saturday race on top of that uh, Two miler on Saturday afternoon but um, it's a two-mile run with a, your pet. I don't have a pet. So that would have been kind of hard. And plus, your dog. If I had to borrow a dog, the dog had to be trained. I had to be 
I had to make sure the dog had all his, you know, shots up to date, and it was just going to be a hassle. So why even do that? But anyways, so Friday I get there. Now, here's the other thing that was the first thing that kind of caught me off guard and pissed me off a little bit. Um, Some of the maniacs that were going to be there were going to the Reds game on Friday. Well, the Reds game on Friday was scheduled for 6.40. It was obviously pouring rain. I'm not a baseball fan, and I'm not even a baseball fan to the point where, oh, yeah, let me go get wet in the rain. And the one-miler was at 8. So how am I going to go watch the game and then leave to go do a one-miler? Am I even allowed back in? Oh, well, the, the girl that wanted me to go... Had, had the extra ticket was like well I don't know but I guess there's a pass you can get I'm like okay whoa 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 how much do you want for the ticket first off $55 this bitch wanted 55 bucks for a baseball game no I could get tickets for 10 well it's a special you get a bobblehead no 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 first off it's a Reds bobblehead I'm not even a Reds fan what the fuck would I do with that then I found out that she's a 40, uh, San Francisco Giants fan and they were playing the Giants and she was going to get a bobblehead too like that didn't make any sense and it was raining and I had the one miler no and because of traffic and some accident on 71 I barely made it in time to the freaking race which I busted out a 750 mile Awesome. Then went back to my cousin's, you know, hung out. Saturday got up, went to do the 10K. That was the first race at 8. Some random dude started talking to me because he was doing the Skyline Chili Challenge too. And I'm like, okay, dude. Apparently he runs a lot of halves and some fools. I'm like, okay, well, great, dude. This is my 53rd marathon on Sunday. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cute. So I did the 10K, coasted, finished in about an hour. Then I had an hour to kill before the 5K. Finished that in 30 minutes. So I averaged about 10-minute miles for both races. And I don't know about you, but I'm wearing all my medals that I got. The one For those of you who have already seen the pictures, the one-mile medal looks way better than the two tiny 5K and 10K medals. It's a bullshit. Like, what the fuck, flying pig? So, I got done by 10.30, then walked over to the expo at the Duke Energy Center, stayed there for a couple hours, grabbed my bib for the marathon and all my swag. The flying pig, actually, I will say this. If you don't mind a hilly course, the flying pig knows what's up. Like, the swag you get for doing the challenge I mean I got a poster I got like three shirts I got a backpack and the medals of course it's the only reason why you do, you're up in the ante because I, like I said I usually don't repeat marathons but when I do it has to be a marathon I like and it has to be you know you have to raise the stakes somehow four way challenge done so then Sunday comes along you have to be there at 6.30. I'm like, oh my God, are you shitting me? Okay, fine. So we're there at 6.30. And I had my pre-race poops. I pooped twice. And lately, 
you know, to avoid getting blisters, I found this new technique where I get, there's these special, um, there's these special, uh, like band-aids for blister, to prevent for blisters that you could buy and put on your feet. And then there's this other special band-aids that go around your toes. So I use those. And then I tape. I use this special, like, kind of like bandage slash gauze tape to put around my feet. And all that and Vaseline protects me from getting blisters. Then I got to Vaseline up my junk and, you know, under my armpits. And so my cousin's husband took me to the, to the stadium, the Bengals stadium for the start of the race. When I got there, I had to put one more time. So luckily, unlike last time that I had to poop at mile 10, the pig in 2014 when I did it the first time, it was actually the first race I ever done where I actually had to poop during the race. But I don't know. I don't remember the flying pig being that well nutritioned like throughout the course there was a lot of places where people were handing out food snacks obviously gatorade and water at each station and it was perfect running conditions i mean yeah it was it was supposed to be 38 in the morning but it turned out to be 44 at, at, at the start of the race and then it got up to like 60s and it was nice i i made sure to put sunscreen i i wore a short sleeve and shorts was perfect. I was wearing my maniac maniac gear. Um, perfect conditions, and I I actually had to pee five times during the course, five times. Like I stopped once at mile one, once at mile two, and that was the first two times I had to pee. And my pee was clear each time. I was well hydrated throughout the entire course. Like I felt good. Like mind you, my finishing time was five sixteen, which if I remember correctly was like a lot slower than the last time I did it, but the last time I did it, it nearly, nearly killed me. Like, I wasn't prepared for the hills. This time, coming off all these hilly races I've done, Boston, Salt Lake City, Hall of Fame Marathon, and now Cincinnati, I mean, the time was almost on par with the Hall of Fame one. I coasted and, you know, did about 12-minute miles for, like, the first half and took it easy with the hills to conserve energy for the second half of the course. And they kept saying they tweaked the course and I thought they got rid of the hill on mile 16, but it turns out no. Every time I thought they would tweak the course, it, it was the same. Like you still split the half and the full like split ways at the church on mile 10. Um, the drop on mile 13 kind of seemed new, but then you had to loop around on mile 16 and I remember the loop around from before and I'm like, oh, I guess they did get rid of the hill. But then you go through this trail, <laughs> this bike trail, and then you make a left turn. I'm like, oh, this looks familiar. And sure as shit, there was that steep hill at mile 17 that kind of looks like you crawl up the hill. But this time I took it like a boss. No big deal. If you think about it, technically the worst part is mile 6 through 10 because you're constantly going uphill. But that hill at mile 17 is the steepest. But it only lasts about 200 yards. So when I finished the pig, I was under the impression I was getting a half marathon medal and the full marathon medal. But no, 
you get um, the full medal, but then you have to go to the separate tents to get the special like four-way challenge medal. And because it's with extra cheese, it's got this little extra like tiny metal that just dangles you know separately and so you get like a total of five metals it's kind of nice which I don't really understand because technically you should get six which I mean okay if you're counting the half as part of the full on Sunday you should technically get six medals because you got one for each race then the one about the challenge, so that's five, and the extra cheese, which is the one miler. So you technically should get six medals, possibly seven if you do the, the one with the pet. But I only have five. Technically, six with a little tiny extra cheese thing dangling on the side. Uh, but, you know, you would have to see them to kind of see what they look like. Check me out on Facebook, and I'm sure, you know, you can see the pictures there. Um... So, of course, Cincinnati, the flying pig, is known for being hilly. Uh, a lot of maniacs were there. I didn't go to the maniac dinner this time because kind of felt bad that, you know, people were going to join and, you know, join up and have the maniac dinner. But, you know, I was with my cousins and they usually, you know, cook for me and take care of me. And they're gracious hosts. And so I kind of like the swag I get, like I try to get stuff for them, too. Um and their kids, like my second cousins, I guess, they, uh, like, I give them stuff, too, they, they give us, a Skyline Chili gift cards, which I, I don't eat a Skyline Chili, like, I really don't like that kind of food, so, I gave them the gift cards, and we hung out, and exchanged some family stories, now, During the course, there was a lot of people that, you know, high-fived me, said hi, you know, hey, good luck, maniac, and being a marathon maniac and wearing your gear during the course, like, people, like, you know, recognize you. It's kind of, kind of cool. But there's this one lady, I don't know what her deal was, but she came up to me, tapped me on the shoulder, and said... Thank you for your service. But I was wearing my Marathon Maniacs green shirt and my sleeves. I mean, unless she somehow knew that I was the Columbus ambassador, which I guess I don't know how she would know unless she was a fellow maniac herself, but I, she wasn't wearing maniac gear, so I couldn't tell. Um, I had no idea what she was talking about. I mean, my sleeves had the American flag on them. So I guess she thought I was a, a, a veteran or, you know, had served. I don't fucking know. I don't look that old. So, I mean, I'm, I was kind of confused, but I'm like, okay, well, thank you. And uh, that was it. That was my uh, experience running the um, running the uh, Flying Pig and doing the Skyline Chili 4-Way Challenge with extra cheese. So um, we have... Other things to discuss Because now the next step is You know Heading to Maine Which we'll discuss at a later episode But I have to discuss some things about Other stuff that happened So Hanging out with my cousins um, I discovered 
that apparently, I don't even know how, but Americans are just, I mean, as Americans, we come up with like the most random shit for entertainment and, and competition. My cousin was telling me, now my cousin is 15 years older than me because everybody on my mom's side of the family, the cousins are like, wait, we're like the youngest of the cousins, me and my brothers. Everybody is older, way older because my mom is, almost, she's not the youngest, she's the second youngest of her, her five siblings. And so the other three have multiple kids and they're all way older. I mean, I believe uh, the closest one to my mom is my aunt uh, Grace, who uh, we call Tota. Oh, we used to call Tota because she used to be huge, but then she lost a lot of weight, so now I call her the artist, probably known as Totes. Um, I believe she was called Tota because um, her oldest daughter, uh, Kali, my cousin Kali, uh, Claudia, but we call her Kali, she. Uh, her kid, Daniel Macas, everybody's got nicknames in Mexico, just bear with me, um, kept calling his grandma, so like my aunt Grace, uh, he, he wanted to say Grandota, which mean, means the biggest one, but uh, he couldn't pronounce it, so it just came out Tota, and that's, that's just stuck. That's how nicknames work sometimes. So, uh, well, yeah, so it turns out that my cousin Carmela, who I stayed with, um, she was interpreting, but she stopped that in Cincinnati. She, she was interpreting for a local agency. But now she, you know, she teaches baking classes and she's really into baking. It's like, it's like a passion to do for her. And it turns out that she was selected to be on the U.S. Regional Olympic team. To go to the baking Olympics, and I'm like, "Whoa!" Like, I mean, I, I started laughing. I'm like, "Are you serious? There's baking Olympics?" Yeah, and apparently in 2020, which is the next baking Olympics, um, it's in Germany, and if she's selected, she gets to go. Um, apparently, the reigning champs is Singapore, with runners-up being Switzerland. I mean, okay, great. It just baking Olympics just sounds like. What the fuck? Like, who wants to even go see that? And then apparently, my second cousins were playing this game in the in the yard. It's called spike ball. So you have like what appears to be a rubber ball, or like a bouncy ball, whatever, like the size of like maybe a tiny basketball. And you have a trampoline in the middle, and you play teams of two, two versus two. So the objective is to spike it on the trampoline and. Make it hit the ground And the other team on defense Has to prevent it from hitting the ground And they take turns doing so In pairs So you can tap it to each other in the air But then eventually you have three opportunities To spike it on the trampoline If it hits the rim of the trampoline It's a redo Well no, if it hits the rim of the trampoline It's immediately a point to the other team If it kind of hits Like the little soft spot The corner like when you hit the trampoline, but then it hits the the uh, the rim, and it kind of goes in a weird way. It's a weird deflection or redo or whatever it's called. And it was just so stupid. I'm like, are you serious? This is what kids have come up with nowadays. Spike ball. Oh my lord! Like, if that ever makes it to Olympics, I'm gonna drink some bleach. Now, 
they both, both my second cousins, they both play Ultimate Frisbee, which is another sport that I don't understand how Ultimate Frisbee is gaining so much momentum, but they're pretty good at it, and they go to nationals every year. I, I don't get how that's even a sport. I mean, a dog can catch a Frisbee, and you can't really tackle, so you're just running around throwing Frisbees at each other. I, I don't get it. It's not Australian football, guys. Come on now. But anyhow, that wasn't even the weirdest story I heard um, this weekend in Cincinnati. Now, let me give you some backstory. I'm going to go through my mom's side of the family so you can kind of understand what the, what, what the shit is going down. My mom, I swear, she likes to start drama with everyone in the family. And it's just ridiculous. Like, she complains about people being hypocritical when she herself is hypocritical. She doesn't know how to put up a facade when dealing with other people. It just... And the shit I found out, I'm like, are you kidding me? So, let me give you backstory on how my, like what I've had to deal with and why this is exactly why I don't get along with my parents it's it's a lot of this nonsense that I find out that makes me lose respect towards the people that apparently raised me so my mom here's the thing we It drives me nuts that we don't hang out with our cousins and our family from Mexico as much as we used to because of shit my mom does. Or my dad. But mostly my mom. And just to sum up some of the things that's going on, my mom has never gone along with my dad's side of the family. To the point where every time when we were kids, we'd always spend more time in Chihuahua, where my mom's from, than Mexico City. And that always bothered me because Mexico City is a bigger city. There's more things to do than in freaking middle nowhere Chihuahua. But hey, whatever. So there's already friction with my mom and my dad's side of the family to the point we rarely see them. We see them maybe once every five years, six years. Who knows? The last time we saw them, they came to Christmas in 2015. Yeah, that was two years ago. Then, on top of that, I don't understand how my parents even got married to the point where they have nothing in common. Like, it's just... I, and, and, and if you're... Correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're... If, like, if I'm going to marry a, a chick and her side of the family doesn't like me at all, it's not going to... We're not gonna get married. I'm not. I would never marry someone that like my friends or my family did not approve of. And well, mind you, in my scenario, it's different because if somebody doesn't like my, you know, if my mom doesn't like you, then that's a good thing. But if my brothers and my dad and then like my other family and like my closest friends don't approve of you, yeah, we're not getting married. That's definitely not happening. But then, over the course of the years, we used to always hang out. Like I said, we used to always hang out more with my mom's side of the family. But recently, over the last, I'd say, decade or so, 
my mom has started more shit with everybody on her side of the family. And now to the point where I see my cousins maybe... Like, shit, Carmela, last time I saw her was last year, 2016, when I was still dating Helen. And we came down to the Cincinnati Zoo, and they watched Precious for us. That was uh, the last time I saw her. So once a year at most. Mainly because they don't want to see my mom or my dad. Because back in 2004, 2005, like, there was an issue with my dad and... Um, her Carmela's sister Kali, like my my other cousin who lives in DC, and her son Danielle, and her son and my dad, an adult and a kid, got into it over a poker game. Just ridiculous. Like, why would you argue with a kid? Like, well, I mean, I don't think he was that young, but you're an adult. Like, what the fuck? My dad is just too competitive sometimes. It's ridiculous. But anyway, so to explain, my mom's side of the family. So my mom it has four siblings, one younger sister, an older sister, and two older brothers. So the two brothers are the oldest. So like Uncle Saul is the oldest. Uncle Keto, we call him Enrique. His name is Enrique, but it's Enriqueto, like big Enrique. So that's why his nickname's Keto. Um my aunt Grace that I mentioned my mom and then my aunt Elsa's the youngest we call her Yu. I forget why but anyways Yuyu's a doctor just like my brother and you know she's actually gonna come visit um, because my brother graduates from residency June 2nd and she's gonna come for that which is the first time I've seen Yu in like maybe three, four years. But anyways. So my mom has always had issues with her older brother, Keto. Because my grandparents on my mom's side have a farm, a ranch. And when my grandpa, Enrique, well, his nickname is Papaku. Uh, he's the patriarch of the family. Could do no wrong. You know, I've never heard a bad thing about my grandpa on my mom's side. Remember that because that's going to come back later. So they have a ranch. And then when they died, they left the ranch to my aunt Yuyu. But my uncle Keto was still running the ranch. And he's part of the problem as to why the ranch lot was losing money because he was involved in government in, in the government at the time of the state of Chihuahua and was doing side deals and you know possibly into corruption I'm not 100% sure why the story is there but my mom had beef with him because of that and how he wanted to take over the ranch even though they left it to my aunt Yuyu so after a certain time we stopped hanging out with his kids, my cousins, um, Kike, uh, Nena, and Maye. I mean, they have, they're married, they have kids. I mean, I've, I've met Kike's wife, Emma, once or twice, and I'm staying with them when, you know, I go to North Dakota on May 20th, but I haven't seen them in forever. 
And why is that? Because my mom has beef with her one of her older brothers. It is ridiculous. Like, I actually miss hanging out with Nena of the three. And now she's got kids and I forget where she lives. I think still in Chihuahua. Maya, I mean, I think she got divorced or whatever, but she has kids too. And I've, I haven't seen her in a decade or more. But anyway, so um, Tio Saul's kids are way too older. I forget how much older Tio Saul is than Uncle Saul and uh, my mom. But his kids, um, he, you know, Tita, Jorge, Sa- Saulito. I mean, I've seen Saulito once or twice, Jorge once or twice when we used to live in Europe. But I mean, again, I haven't seen them in forever. But it, and, and when we were younger, it was always the excuse of, oh, we live in Europe. Okay. But now it's my mom's shit that is making us not hang out. Because obviously, if you're beefing with one of your brothers, you know, people pick sides. So I think you, you, my mom, and my Uncle Saul are on one side, and my Aunt Grace and Keto on the other. Whatever, I don't know exactly. But anyways, so that's why we don't hang out with Keto's side of the family. But now on top of that, my mom starts shit with Aunt Grace's family and you, you, to the point where we don't hang out with them anymore. Like, I come to see Carmela and her family, and I see Claudia, you know, in D.C. whenever I go there. But that's about it. Like, if I don't go, they don't come see me because I'm around my family and they don't want to see my family. I'm pretty sure they talk to me only because we can bounce stuff like this and family stories off each other and how things are. And because people, for some reason, like to give me their secrets. Okay? I'm a vault of secrets that I eventually use to my own benefit, but whatever. I'm pretty sure they don't talk to my brothers because my brothers are kind of like, you know, they they just go around life putting up with my mom's bullshit. I don't like to put up with my mom's nonsense and it drives me nuts. Like, how can you complain about people being hypocrites when you are hypocritical all the fucking time? Now, the beef between her and Aunt Grace's family. Now, Aunt Grace is married to my uncle Meme, Manuel, who doesn't take care of himself, so he has bad health issues. Aunt Grace never took care of herself. She has bad health issues now that they're older. I believe she's 70... I want to say she's 72. Possibly 73. She's like 70 years older than my mom. My mom's about to be 65. So, they have four kids. So, Claudia, Carmela, my cousin Kito, well, actually my cousin Keti, and then my cousin Kito. So, they each have their families. So, Claudia's single now because she got, she broke up with Tim last year, which I just found out how and why from Carmela. Because I kind of, you know, he was apparently cheating on him, which, on her, which I find out very hard to believe. I'm sure there's more there, but that's the story I was given. I don't understand how, if he barely moved, because he was much older than her, whatever. 
So now she moved somewhere else around the DC area, whatever. So Carmela has Sion, her husband, and then the two kids, Sioncito and Axel, my second cousins that I love them. Uh, Sioncito's actually coming to Oshu because he's a senior, he's graduating, he's going to Oshu next year. Needs to fix his Buckeye reputation, but that's another story for another time. Now, um, then you have Ketty, who I went to his wedding because he married Myra, and they have two daughters, Daniela and Marcella. Well, I found out that apparently they're separated now. We nobody knows why. Apparently, Ketty did some stuff to Myra that nobody's telling anybody about. And so Then you have Kito Who is married to Diana And they have kids too uh, Fernanda And I forget what the little boy's called I want to say Manuel But I'm not sure Anywho uh, They were actually born with blue eyes And they were still in my thunder Until one had the eyes turn green And I think Fernanda's turned like a grayish color so we're good now. I'm the only one in the family blue eyes. Anyhow. So there was a few I, I kept hearing my mom like get involved in all this beef with them. And I never knew why and exactly how it happened. I finally asked Carmela, and Carmela told me, you know, the bits and bits and pieces that I was missing. So my my uncle Meme Manuel, they owned like Apple tree plantations So huertas is what they call in Spanish So I used to When we used to visit them We used to always go to the huertas And you know eat, Pick the apples Eat apples They're nice and juicy as fuck Well over time That declined That business declined And so they were in debt So instead of waiting to foreclose Have them foreclose the huertas And pay back the bank They decided to just Eventually have a family meeting All four siblings And my Aunt Grace and my Uncle Meme And decide, hey We should sell The Wirtas Well, Cousin Kenty Was running the Wirtas And that might be part Of the issue, you know, he wasn't doing What he was supposed to be doing But anyways So they voted five against one To sell them And basically paid Kenty a severance package for like two, three years, bought him a new house, cash paid for in Mexico. But he had to find a job somewhere else, doing something else. And you know, he was kind of pissed about it. Which I get, but I also get why they had to sell him. They're assets. If you're struggling financially, you sell your assets. It's business. Well, thankfully, that has helped, you know. My cousins and my aunt and my uncle pay for their medical expenses because Uncle Manuel has had some surgeries, you know, that have kept him alive because he doesn't take care of himself. And Aunt Grace now has a live-in nurse that has uh, take care of herself. Is taking care of her, mind you. Um, it is she's smoking hot, but that's you know. Another story for another time She kept popping up on my uh, People you may know On Facebook And I'm like Who the fuck is that And I finally Was told Oh that's your 
Aunt Grace's uh, live-in nurse. I'm like, okay, great. I'm sure Uncle Meme is thrilled. Anywho. So, nobody knows why Keti and Myra separated. And then Keti eventually was coming over here illegally to the U.S., to Denver, to work at a bar during their peak seasons in the winter. And I would come back to Chihuahua. And then, but now, then, now he lives in an apartment somewhere else in town. So, my mom... When she went to visit the last time I think last year Stayed with Myra Instead of staying with her family Which That would be like The equivalent of My mom Hanging out with Helen Even though we're broken up Like she obviously knew And yeah she's hanging out with her Like what the fuck And then on top of that Apparently her daughter Marcella Sent Carmela a Facebook message Asking her And And Claudia Her sister My other cousin To stay out of their family business Which Why would you Just randomly Message that If they don't even talk Ever since the separation Unless my mom Is putting words In people's mouths as, Which is a common theme That my mom likes to do Well That Combined with my mom Throwing a party A couple years ago For my aunt Grace When she turned I think 70 and forgot to invite her daughters, Carmela and Claudia, my cousins, because she was pissed at them and she had blocked them on Facebook. I mean, that is just so dumb. And oh, my, but my mom hates getting into an argument in front of other people. She doesn't like her dirty laundry aired out and about, but she has no problem like being pissed at people. So my cousins, Carmela and her husband Sion were telling me, you know, when we were living in Europe, they thought my parents were like the epitome of what like what a relationship should be, and they looked up to them. And I'm just like, yeah, uh, why? And no, are you high? Like you don't live on the inside. Like I would never consider them the epitome of what a relationship should be. No, my parents once got separated, and it was ridiculous. My mom didn't even go anywhere else. She was just. Go sleep somewhere And then come During the day Hang out in the house When my dad was at work It's ridiculous Made me lose a lot of respect From my mom But anyways You can't claim You can live on your own And then not do it like, Again Hypocritical So The last thing Carmela told me And this is like The The bombshell Apparently Because Last year Or you know A couple years ago my mom wanted to find out Actually it might have been three years ago My mom wanted to find out some dirt on my cousin My uncle Keto Because of you know the whole Rancho thing um, He's trying to steal the rancho from you, Aunt Yuyu Because he basically runs it So he has certain rights Because I think he bought uh, I believe my grandpa Owned almost all of it But he sold a section to a, a Distant uncle and Uncle Keto bought it off of him And so he owns part of it But now he wants the rest of it And they're going to court over it In freaking Chihuahua, Mexico Of all places And because Keto had previous governmental ties He has a little bit of leeway And Yuyu is kind of like the kind She's kind of like Enrique My brother Enrique She doesn't like to like start shit Or get that angry And so 
she wasn't she was wasn't doing much but then my uncle Saul and my mom kind of stepped in to like they know you need to fight back and cause more issues but anyways so she was trying to find dirt on Kato three years ago and apparently thought that this other guy Epifanio we'll just call him Epifanio because I'm he has a name that I can't even pronounce as different EP I mean Mexicans are crazy names but anyways we'll call him Epifanio because I can't remember what the other name is and I can't pronounce it so Carmelo told me Epifanio she thought that he was my uncle Kato's illegitimate child and um that he was you know cheating he had cheated on his wife Teresa back in the day and did some research and it turns out that in her research she found out that he is actually my grandpa's bastard child from another woman so he's my half uncle sort of my mom's half brother and so that okay first off let me just say that serves my mom right for digging up shit and it backfires number two as I said, Papaku, my grandpa, is the patriarch. I've never heard something bad about my uncle, my my grandpa. If this, if I found this out about my dad, I would just not say anything. I'll be like, well, he's dead already, anyways. So something much you can do now. And most of the town where they, where they were from when they were growing up knew about it. And apparently, my grandma knew about it. And so that makes me respect her more for putting up with that shit but anyways so my mom decides hey the first two people I want to tell is Carmela and Claudia the daughters of Aunt Grace who she is apparently beefing with but not tell her old sisters and brothers let alone tell me because I found out from Carmela this weekend my mom still thinks I don't know so then, I think that year, three years ago, oh, that was back when I was beefing with my mom and I wasn't talking to her. So, um, my mom decided to tell my Aunt Grace and my Aunt Yuyu, and they had a hard time dealing with it to the point that her daughters, my cousins Carmela and Claudia, attribute her finding out that her dad had cheated on her, mo- on her mom, my grandma, to the cause of her health issues and her decline in health which obviously I mean it's a far stretch but I mean my aunt Grace has always been more emotional so I mean it very well could have but why would you just bring that up and on top of that she tells my cousins oh don't tell my sons so Enrique doesn't know Ricky doesn't know I literally just found out so this brings me back to my mom being such a hypocrite so she digs up dirt on my uncle backfires and finds out something about her dad my granddad my grandpa who's dead tells everyone oh but then gets mad because one time well I mean one time I did reach for my own because I still swear I'm adopted I'm the whitest of my family I'm the only one that's a good swimmer that's a good drinker I'm the only one that can run fucking marathons like a boss and I don't behave any I'm not close to Anything in behavior as to my mother, and I sort of resemble my dad, but not as much as you know a father and son should. 
So I did some research. I'm like, well, maybe my mom, maybe I was adopted. Maybe I was switched to birth. Maybe my mom cheated on my dad with like her ex-boyfriend, Delfino. So I looked him up on Facebook. He's dead. Looked up next to Ken. Messaged him. Never got an answer back. So <coughs> my mom got pissed at me for doing that. But yet she's okay digging up dirt on this illegitimate child, her half-brother that she never met. It's a bullshit. Like, what the fuck? So, rightfully so, my cousins have refused to hang out with my mom. And what's funny is my mom gets mad when somebody's mad at her. So my mom is mad at them because they no longer hang out with us. I don't know what the exact thing is. Oh, because they're hypocrites and they don't hang out with us. I don't understand how they're hypocrites. I forget because my mom tells me and I half listen because it's bullshit. My mom likes to make arguments and facts. But then all her arguments and facts start with, I think that, I assume that, I feel that. Those are not facts, mother. Those are feelings or theories. You have no concrete evidence. When I get information, I get it from the source. So... I still don't know why my cousin Ketty and his wife Myra separated. I'm probably never going to see them again. Um, I also have no clue as to what my mother's doing with this half-brother. Apparently, she's made contact with him on Facebook. I'll have to double-check that and to see if that's even true. That's just ridiculous. Um, and then, well, I mean, I just want to hang out with my cousins more. Fuck, fuck it. Jesus Lord. Hopefully that will change now that, you know, Carmela's oldest, Sioncito, is coming to OSU and we get to hang out more. But Jesus Lord Almighty, my mom needs to just squash the beef. Let it go. Jesus Lord. It's just ridiculous. This is the kind of bullshit that she does. My aunt Yu Yu is supposed to come for my brother's ceremony on June 2nd. She arrives May 17th. My mom is probably going to start some shit. Almost guaranteed she's going to say stuff. And Yu Yu's just going to take it. And then Yu Yu's going to tell everybody else. And people are going to be more pissed at my mom. Just ridiculous. And now apparently I have a half uncle that I'm supposed to keep quiet about. Hold it in my vault of secrets and use it when I can. Jesus fucking Christ. I hate Mexican soap operas and I hate my mom when she watches them because they're just so annoying and so is the same bullshit. And I live with two Mexican soap operas, both created by my mom, one on my dad's side of the family and one on my mom's side of the family. This is ridiculous. I just want to have a sweet, merry time running marathons. And this is probably why I run marathons to, like, stay sane with all this nonsense, craziness that goes on around my, around me, around my life. It's just ridiculous. Now, I'm pretty sure Carmela and everybody else has not talked to my other two brothers. So I'm, I'm the only one to confide in. Great. Just great, 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 great. So, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I am... Gonna see my cousin Kike when I go to do North Dakota. Um, I'll 
Yu arrives on May 17th and we'll hang out. That's right after I come back from Maine and before I go to North Dakota. But stay tuned. This will be some interesting upcoming episodes of Mixing My Matters if shit hits the fan. Which it probably will. But anyways, enough about that. That is all we have for this episode of Mexican Mixing My Matters. I hope you enjoyed finding out the craziness that is Me- Mexican's family on my mom's side. Maybe one day I'll talk about the shit on my dad's side of the family. But hey, I still say I'm adopted. Circumstantial evidence. The path stopped at Delfino's uh, relative that won't message me back. Hey, hey, anyways. We'll see. Uh, check out the old episodes on the SoundCloud channel, Supermex. YouTube channel, Supermex. Hit me up on Twitter, at SuperAssholeMex. Facebook, Alex Ferrari, aka The Mexican. Message me if you have any ideas, any comments. Snapchat is uh, at Supermex. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and I'll catch you guys next time as we may have some episodes discussing my trip to Maine and other trips. Stay tuned. Have fun. Stay safe. See ya, bitches. And remember, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.